This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shot Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by... Austin Face and Body, Independence Title, Appliances Now, St. David's South Austin Medical Center, Hat Creek Burger Company, Hobart Auto Group, Harway Appliances, Restore Hyper Wellness. And now, here's Joe Taylor with another episode of Shap of the Week. Visiting with our Shap of the Week, Peyton Luther, it's all so real now that you are in this, this moment in the state semifinal where you get an opportunity to not just play in this game like you did a year ago, but you're also representing a legacy of Westlake football that has also played in this game. I think what your brother was able to do in establishing the legacy of the defensive back room, kind of this legacy when you walk in the door of, hey, my brother played the same position I did, played in the same defensive back room, had the same coaches. How am I going to stack up? But you have. And, and I think a lot of people realize that, Peyton Luther is not Sage. You're your own guy, and I think yes, that sir. I think that's uh, I think that says a lot about your work ethic. What do you think? I mean, he definitely is like a big motivator. It's always trying to like be the better man, be better. But uh, I definitely like try to present myself as my own person. But the history of the defensive back room is just really big. Trying to keep that going. I think you have him a little bit on height, and I definitely <laughs> think you have him on size. And I'm sure that's where a lot of the uh, the, the headbutting comes in. It's like, hey, man, how come I didn't get that? Shout out to Sage. He, he just wrapped up four years at Colgate. What what a time to be yes, in the sir. transfer portal. I think it's going to be great for him. Yes, sir. But, but in the end, Peyton, I, I ask you, what have you learned from your older brother that you've been able to take and make a part of your game? Personally, I've learned from him. Like, It doesn't matter like how big you are or whatever. It's just like how big your heart is and how much you can put into it. Hard work goes a long way, in my opinion, like, you could be the biggest guy on the team and just not really be that good, but it's just about heart. I think heart and intelligence goes a long way in that defensive back room. Yeah. And I say that because I had Whit Greer in here last week, yes, Ty Ingramizer. I mean, you're talking about some guys that are are gifted in the classroom, yes. and uh, especially with Ty. And then I, I eavesdrop on the defensive back room, listening to the film session, and I'm hearing all of you respond in kind to what Coach Salazar is calling out on the film. And I'm just sitting there going, man, this is a lot to download. And I think it takes intelligence. And sometimes people don't equate football players and intelligence. But here at Westlake, you got to be smart before you got to be good. And I think I think that says a lot about what that, that legacy is, is a lot of intelligence and a lot of hard work mentally goes into this position. If you can like anticipate plays, watching film, that's really big. Like Being able to anticipate rather than react is just a really big thing. So if you know the last name Luther, you know that lifetime shaps are kind of a thing in their family. Uh, and lifetime shaps who are good at what they decide to do athletically also is a thing. But you're seven years younger than Dakota, five years younger than Sage. And I know that as the baby, it's it's tough sometimes when there's so much space between your brother and your sister. But I know that there was a time in there. What's your first memory of kind of being part of the athletic family that is the Luthers? My sister started off. I mean, she was always good at what she did, swimming-wise. And then my brother just followed in suit really well. And it's just like, I feel like it's my time to do as well. So when we interviewed Sage years ago, I asked him, I said, so when did you get thrown in the pool? When did your mom throw, <laughs> throw you in the pool? And, and if you're not familiar, 
their mom is an Olympic champion. So and in swimming, so they all got thrown in the pool at some point in time. When when did it happen for you? Uh, I mean, I started swimming like like summer league ish. Like I was like three, I think she went when she threw me in there. But yeah, that was always fun. Swimming was fun. One of the things that I learned from swimmers and some of our coaches here. What, what they all say is there is nothing that works your entire body yes, sir. like swimming. And to have it such an early age, did you feel that athleticism come on pretty quickly? Did you, when were you aware of, hey, this swimming thing, I'm now, I can be good in other stuff like basketball and football and baseball. When did that click for you? I was around like 10. I was like, wow, like this, this takes a lot more than like if I was running or something, it just works your whole body a lot different. Sage told me that he knew that he couldn't be a swimmer because the second he started lifting weights, it was over. I was going to yeah. sink like a rock, couldn't go any, but yes, sir. you being a, you being a bigger guy, when did you know that you weren't going to be a swimmer and, and that you were going to be concentrating somewhere else? I, I started to realize I kind of sink like a rock as well. And then it's a lot. Swimming's a lot. I mean, just staring at like a black line the whole time while you're swimming, it's just totally different more of like a have fun type of guy like in football the greatest part about having an individual sport that's that's basically you're competing with the pool you're not really competing against other people it's it's your internal motivation but i think the discipline that it took to be a swimmer at that level that your mom was able to give you some people think okay well dakota she's a swimmer so it relates talk to sage about this i'll talk to you about this I think that discipline, you know, throwing you in the pool at three, cool. But in the end, that discipline of staying with it, about not shying away from what is a grind. You know, you say swimming's a lot. I say swimming's a grind. So is football. I mean, it definitely helps. Like, it's just like a lot of discipline. And both sports are very discipline-based. And then just like swimming is just like maybe even a little more sometimes because like you don't really have anything to look at. It's like you versus you rather than more of like a team sport of football where you can gather around your guys and be able to do it together. I like Ty Ingramizer. He said the first thing he said when he kind of became a part of this program, the instant he knew that this was a collaborative effort, that yes, the coaches were in charge. Yes, they are leading us and guiding us and teaching us, but we have a say. I took that to heart because you don't often hear that in, in high school football or in sports in general. It's There's not this trust that's very much there between your coaches and especially in the defensive back room. What have you learned about yourself this year from your sophomore season to your junior season? Being in the film room, like that's a big thing, like between my sophomore and my junior year, like last year, I, I feel like I didn't take it as seriously as I do this year. And it's like, it's, I feel like it's showing. I think it shows up in your play, Peyton, yeah. but I also think it also shows up in how the rest of the team plays. Yeah. You know that that commitment to the mental part of it, to being ready only makes you better and it allows you to have games like you had last week in the region final you know when you have those types of games and you step back and realize how much effort went into that part of it not just the physical part showing up to practice for you Peyton I know I know you've learned a lot when this season is over Judson Denham and Ty are gone and you're the man and I want to know what you've learned kind of in preparation for that I know it's probably far off in your mind but that's something that you're going to be the guy that, that returns to this defense next year who is going to be able to uphold that legacy that they've Sorry. left behind. What's that like for you? I feel like I'm ready to do it. Like they've shown me like a lot of what to do and there's like big leaders and being able to like keep all of us going. It's not like you can have a bad day, but you can't let the team have a bad day. Like you have to keep things going. I think one of the things that you're known for and really what Sage was known for too is you're not afraid to hit people. That part of football is kind of a lost art. How do we do this? 
without committing a penalty? How do we impose our will? But I want to take you to not one of your hits, take you to a hit from last week that I thought changed the game. And I wanted to get you were field level for it. You saw it happen. You were the first one to Wyatt when it, when it went down. But when Chaston did have made that hurdle, and why it was right there to deliver the blow. Was it a first down run? Yes. Was it a 10 yards or more run? Yes. But it seems like making a play in that moment changed the trajectory of what was going on for Lake Travis. And it shows you that even in a play that is positive for your opponent, there can still be something that affects the rest of the game. You can't always say that like, oh, like we gave a big, a big play. You just got to win the little things here and there. Like you're not just going to win, not going to be perfect can be perfect all the time. So you have to win the little things that you can in between plays in the place. So I think that was definitely like a big play. It it kept it gave us some momentum, I feel like. In the first edition in the regular season, there was a play like that with Denim where they ran a quick screen pass to the outside and Denim blew the play up. So, yeah. And they were trying to, to execute a hurry up. And and what's what I try to explain to people who ask about how is this defense so good? Why is it so good year after year after year? And I think the embodiment of this defense is how Tony Salazar used to play football. Tony Salazar, undersized. Tony Salazar, not as fast as as defensive backs normally are, especially safeties. When you're molded in that, hey, we're not the biggest, we're not the strongest, we're not the fastest, but we are the smartest. And when we're smart and we know what's coming, we're allowed to play fast. What does playing fast to you mean? Like almost like not thinking to me. Like if if I watch enough film, like I feel like I can just play. Like it's not really I'm thinking. While I'm playing, it's just like I see the formation, I know what to do, and then I can just go play. Dream the beautiful dream is also that, that game day expectation that you all have, but there's so much to a mental rep. Talk about how much film you watch. Like, What is it in a given day, given week, especially this week? I mean, this week, like we've been watching film before practice, and then like third period, we've been watching film. Sometimes they're in lunch, and then I have eighth period off. I've been wa- trying to watch film most every day during that as well. Coach Jones has the saying, we should be sick of watching film. Yes, sir. And what, you know, to me, do you ever get sick of watching film? Do you ever feel like you've, you know, Whit Greer said, I don't think you can ever over prepare for a football uh, game. What's your take on that? I love watching film. I can watch film all day. So it's just, I don't ever feel sick. I just, I can keep clicking through, but I definitely feel like we're prepared. Like there's a good happy medium being prepared. You have a, an interesting take. You're not a senior, but you are a leader on this team with the way that you play. And I, I'm interested to know what you've learned about being a leader this year. You know, not necessarily what's in front of you, but but how you've gone at it game by game by game, how you've grown as a player and how that's going to transfer to you being a leader. The first game that I started, I I had some ups and downs, definitely some downs. And then, like, the guys around me were just really nice, like, being able to pick me up. And then, like, I've learned to be able to do that with other people. Like, you're not going to be perfect every play, but you can pick someone up and be ready for the next play. And I think also when a big play happens in the wake of that, you know that the play is over. That's one of the things that I heard in yeah. in the room. You know, you, you guys talk a lot about, hey, see this big play? You know what? It's over. You know, move on to the next one. As, as, a, as a guy on the back end of the defense, I'm sure short memories are a thing. You it's can't right. let the play before that's already over affect the next play. Yeah. How quick is that switch between plays? I mean, it, it definitely has to be quick. I mean, you can you can linger on it all you want. It's just going to affect you more. But, like, sometimes it does kind of carry with you. But you just have to realize that, like, you can't do anything else about it anymore. Like, that play's over, and you, you just got to get ready for the next play. One of the things that's special about this place is practice. And I often tell some of the guys – in this interview that if we could sell tickets to practice Monday through Wednesday, we would, because I think everybody would figure out just how good the attack team is. Sure. And when we talk about the attack team, it is not in vain. 
There are guys on the attack team that if they were a part of another program would probably be playing. There's always those moments in practice where an attack team guy makes a play, whether it's a big catch or whether it's a big hit. And the coaching staff and, and, and all the players just erupt because it's a, a guy making a play against a one. And, and I think that that maximum effort that a lot of those guys come with, it's, it's a respect like I've never seen before. Yes, Who's that one guy on the attack team that you know is going all out every single time to try to burn you guys when you're getting ready for a game? I mean, Eli, man, he's so fast. He's been uh, filling in for their best receiver, number two, and he's just he's been cooking us a couple plays here and there. Yeah, if you're not if you're not familiar, that's Eli Clark. First touch, 30 yards in the Alamo Dome. Yes, so he can burn, and that's the – to me, that is such a unique weapon to have. Yes, you know, when you guys are getting ready, you know, Monday through Thursday and going into day before game stuff, to have guys that are willing to kind of put it on the line when they know they're not going to get an opportunity to play. I think that says a lot about just how much respect there is for those guys. They get up as early as we do. They do all the stuff we do. They put their heart on the line. They just they just give us a great look every single week, and it's just it really shows on the field. Let's talk about how you approach this game emotionally because that's one thing that we know about Sage is that he played this game with his hair on fire. And I think you are kind of cut in that same mold, but I think you come with a little bit extra sauce in a way because you've had his example. To me, that's what the legacy is all about. You know, whatever happened during Sage's time here has continued and built and built and built. And I thought it was unique that, you know, you throw on the 2020 tape as you're going through your defensive meeting, and he's circling Michael Taff. And, and I'm sitting there going, Mookie's even getting love three years removed from this game. And when the coaches go back and remind you that there's this tangible thing that they can point to and say, this is the effort we're talking about, that has to help. You're trying to keep up the standards. You're not trying to let anybody that came before you down. Like, that's a big thing. That Coach Salazar talks about a lot. It's just like, it's not for us. It's for those who built it before us. As we visit with Peyton Luther, our Shab of the Week, we talk a lot about your mom. We talk a lot about Dakota. We talk a lot about your brother. Let's talk about your dad. He's one of those guys that I think kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And I think he's a big, big source of motivation for you. Huge talk about the there. talk about the relationship that you have with your dad that, that really helps you while playing football. I mean, I have a really close relationship with my dad. He's always telling me, like, I can be as good as I want to be. Like, he's just like always there for me always give me little insights like you are good enough to do this and that and then he just talks about like your brother came before you it's just like you don't have to be him you can be your own person when i think you've done that i think there are i think there are things that you have that your brother definitely had i think there are things that you can do that sage couldn't do i think there are things that sage does that that you couldn't do and that's kind of the beauty of it is that you kind of got the similar vibe and there's just but the one thing that's that's very much adamant in, in both of your games. It's toughness. I don't think anybody has a bad day. It's like what we talk about in football all the time. Speed doesn't have a bad day, but neither does toughness. And, and it's that willingness to be a tough player. Does that resonate with you? Is that an identity that you're trying to have when you step on the field? Yes, sir. I mean, toughness has been ingrained in just my family since like day one. You have to be tough. Like Life's going to give you challenges. You have to be tough enough for them. Final thought with Peyton Luther, our shop of the week. And... It's it's always fun to talk to little brothers, big brothers, like with Judson, middle brothers. Yes, it's it's always fun to have those conversations, especially when those brothers played and they're and they're a part of this story of Westlake football. But for me, Peyton, it's about how you've grown in this organization yes, and how you are looking to continue it next year. I, I'm always interested in how 
the players get ready for games? What's that one routine? What do you have to do on game day to kind of get yourself ready to play? I mean, before we go out there, like everybody's always talking and stuff. And then like, I always try and like throw in my music and kind of be myself for a little bit and just like something slow, like to keep my heart, heart rate down and just relax and realize that like, it's just a game. Like it's, we're here to have fun. What's that track that kind of mellows you out that gets you ready to go out there? Uh, white sandy beaches. Nice. Yes, sir. I think that's a good vision for all of us. Yes. If we were going out into a game, and, and Coach Salazar always talks about it, Coach Dodge too. If you're not nervous, there's something wrong with you. Yes, sir. And I think the ability to kind of understand that, hey, in the storm, you got to calm down so that you can make good decisions. And yes, I think sir. that's a big part of how you get ready. It's like, hey, we're about to go out and do something that's incredibly hard. It's fun, but we got to relax. We got yes, to chill out a little bit. Yes, we're nervous, but we got to chill. And for me, Peyton, as I look at your opportunity going into this game, I know that there are some goals that you have, and some of those goals you might have already achieved, but I know what the team goals are. What are Peyton Luther's goals kind of going into the state semifinal? What do you want to see out of this season? I mean, I just want to keep seeing just everybody play together, just trusting everybody, and I just want to see myself just keep playing with confidence. Like, no matter what happens, just keep playing. He's Peyton Luther, our Shap of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Sir, thank you. You've been listening to the Westlake Nation Podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week. The Westlake Nation podcast is powered by the Westlake Shack Club and part of the Westlake Nation Media Network. This is Westlake Nation.